Hey guys, Ed here. I hope everybody enjoyed their three-day weekend provided by the great Dr. King. Martin Luther King weekend uh, couldn't come at a better time because if you live in the southern half of the United States, you probably have a four-day holiday right now um, just because of the snow and the ice, the cold front that came in, uh, got everybody snowed in. So if you are snowed in, uh, you got time to listen to this. So uh, open your minds up, open your hearts up, and I hope these words are impactful. Um, now, as a life and wellness coach, when people come to me on the wellness side, they're looking truly for a bodily transformation. And on the life side of things, when people come to me as a life coach, they're looking for a spiritual or life transformation. Now, one um, is easier to solve than the other. When you're talking about dealing with the body, you normally know what it is that you're not doing. You know what it is that you're doing too much of. You know what it is that you need to do. And what you need somebody to do really is hold you accountable to those things to make sure that you do them. And a lot of times, uh, people don't know how important those things are. That's why they don't pri prioritize them appropriately. Now, if you do know and you're not doing them, that's just, uh, that's just reckless. That's just, that's just foolish. But if you don't know, um, reach out because I can help you with that. But um, when I help people with the body, it's so easy for me to figure out what it is that's a part of their diet. Um, and when I say diet, I don't just mean what it is you're eating. I mean what it is you're drinking. I mean how many nights you're going out, how long you're sleeping. Um, many things make up your uh, physical diet, your bodily diet, because many uh, different components uh, affect your outcome that you're getting in your body. And so it's really no different when it comes to the spirit. Um, when I meet with someone and I, I, I try to figure out or assess you know, their spiritual diet, I, I just ask them, what is it that you love to do the most? What is the thing that you do most consistently? Um, and it's in the, it's in the consistency uh, to the things that you do the most that you can find the outcome that you're getting uh, most consistently. And I think that makes sense. Um, so you look at what people do and you look at the outcomes that they get and then you look at the outcomes that they want and then you say, hmm, you're doing the same thing, the same way, getting the same results, yet you want something different. Well, in order to break this vicious cycle, what we have to do is introduce new behavior or introduce something new. Add a new variable into this equation and let's see if we don't get a new outcome closer to the number that you want to get. If it was a math problem, it's very simple to look at um, in a logical standpoint. And so um, it, it's the things that we do most consistently that uh, affect the, the biggest part of our spiritual diet. And so when you help someone on the life side of things, you have to look at that. And one big thing that I, I find that people do is waste time. But what do they waste time doing? Admiring people that don't waste time. Um, okay, so you are spending all of your time looking at someone on Facebook, looking at someone's life on Instagram, seeing what all your friends are doing on Snapchat, and that's all influence, you see. But the influence isn't influencing you to be more like them, except for in ways that you want to be more like them. Not in your personal life, but literally just like the person that you're watching. So you see someone go on an exotic vacation, whether it be to Mexico that everyone loves to go to, or to cruise, Costa Rica. You want to go to Mexico, go on a cruise, go to Costa Rica, go to Florida, go to Miami. You see someone buying bottles, you want to work hard, take your money, go buy bottles, show that you do it too, or you can do it too. You're keeping up. Okay, great. You're keeping up. But at the end of the day, when you spend all of that $1,800 on those two bottles and one bottle of champagne that you got, um, you find that you are no more happier and actually a little bit uh, pissed off that you're in a worse situation trying to be like someone else. And they look, they look like they have more fun than you and they're probably not happy after they do it either because it's all for show. 
So how do we go into uncovering what it is that will make you or help you live the life that you were intended to live, the life that you know that you want to live? Uh, how, do, how do we go about helping you get the most out of life? This is the big question that we have to answer. And um, first, we got to address the big problem. How afraid of criticism are you? Because that's really what holds you back. It's feedback that holds you back. It's feedback from your peers. It's feedback from the people that know you. It's uh, the lack of support that you might receive. It's the lack of love that you might be shown for doing what it is that you were definitely created to do. For you exercising your gift. You're afraid of your gift because it's that gift that, that, that you were given that truly defines who you are. But in order to look cool, you have to do all these things that other people are doing. And that's not even who you are. It's just what you're doing. So um, before I get too deep into it, this is part one. Um, these are going to be chopped up in two five-minute segments. I'm going to record part two. So stick with me, uh, and I will have that second part ready for you momentarily. Thank you. All right, guys, I'm going to give it to you straight. Shifting gears, part two. We're going to go right into the definition of criticism now. Why? Criticism is negative feedback. That's what you're afraid of. Now, positive feedback is praises. That's what you want. The thing that stops you from getting the praises and the positive feedback is the fear of the uh, potential other side of it, which is criticism or no attention, which is perceived as criticism as well. Um, so criticism, as it's written in the dictionary, the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on the perceived fault of mistakes. Um, read that again. The expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived fault and mistakes. Now perceive how you perceive things has a lot to do with your perception and your perception is flawed most of the time because it is very malleable. Um, it can be altered by your mood. It can be altered by road rage. It can be altered by a text message you got from a significant other. It can be, it can be altered by almost anything. So you got to think about what is it that you're afraid of, really? You're afraid of the thoughts and opinions of other people. But what does that have to do with you being happy about what you're doing? We're so used to living a life for other people. We don't even think twice about it. We'll do what everybody else is doing because if we're doing what everybody else is doing, nobody can have a problem with what it is that we're doing. Why? Because then they have a problem with what everybody's doing. I'm not wrong. We're all wrong. And it's better for all of us to be wrong than for one to be wrong, right? Wrong. That is, that is wrong. Um, it's best for you to be right based on your purpose and your gift. Make, make sure that you are giving your contribution, regardless of what everybody else is doing. I have so many friends that want to be Instagram models. Free, no money made, not getting paid Instagram models. Because every girl with a Nikon camera and a self-timer or a friend that knows how to take photos and edit very well, that gets a bunch of likes and attention for being half naked, which isn't hard to do, is getting praised on Instagram. But when I knew you, you were the best singer I knew. You were the most charismatic person I knew. You wanted to be an actor. You wanted to be a journalist. You wanted to be a philanthropist. You wanted to uh, develop some software that would make something that you didn't like in life so much easier and you had already invested into it and then boom. You got on your own identity, uh, or entered into the adult world and uh, saw that um, it's not so easy and then you gave up rather quickly. But you did dedicate yourself to one of two things, becoming an Instagram model or getting naked and saying that you're about fitness. And uh, it's very sad. Uh, being a life and wellness coach, I see everybody that gave up on their dreams 
try to pretend that they're all about fitness because everybody else is all about fitness. Well, I don't post exclusively about fitness anymore because it's saturated, it's watered down. And if you like what I post, you probably don't like what a lot of other people post because yeah, I have a, it's not about having a great body. It's not about having an eight, eight pack abs, not about being, you know, eight to 4% body fat. All of that does not mean anything, I promise you. None of it means anything. You don't get paid for having 8% body fat unless you get on stage and do shows and take steroids and, and dehydrate your body and become a slave to that industry, then it's not really that beneficial to you uh, to just be 4 to 8% body fat. Uh, what you need to do is dedicate some time to discovering what your passions are. And whatever your passions are, you need to grow them and grow them and grow them until they become what your life is about. Um, I, I wrote this down. The power is in your purpose. Okay, and the purpose is in the gift. And the gift is what your identity is. Your gifts are really what make up your identity. Who cares about Alexander Wang or Louis Vuitton if they would have never used their gift as fashion designers, right? They would just be a person named Alexander, last name Wang. My name is just Ed Brown. And I love it because it's so plain. I mean, and, and, and I decide how significant that name is based on how I live. Martin Luther King, Martin King would have just been Martin King Jr. We don't even know the last name, but the, the middle name is, is, is significant when you live in the right way. So you have to stop trying to be like everybody else and you have to dedicate time to being who you were intended and created to be. That's the only way that you will ever live a fulfilling life. That's the only way that you will ever live a unique life, live the life that you were intended to live. You're not intended to live the life of the person that you follow. You were intended for a purpose. Uncover that purpose. I love you guys. I hope this has been impactful. Have a great day. Oh my God, you guys, I just got a call from American Ninja Warrior between posting the last one uh, and this one. So I was trying to wrap up this whole point in two uh, messages, two five-minute segments, but it's a lot harder than that. So this one should give me ample time. I'm super excited, so I'm going to put that energy into this. Um, if you were taking any notes on anything that I've been saying so far, you will quickly reach the conclusion that basically what I'm saying is that the power is in the purpose, and the purpose is the gift, and the gift is the identity. So what that means is that individuality is very powerful. There's a lot of power in your individuality. Um, uniqueness and purpose go hand in hand. Um, but the problem is the media... Uh, controls the thoughts of the masses and the media creates something called uniformity they all advertise a product they train all of us to want the product that they advertise we then associate our status or our success levels with the product that they're advertising um, no matter what the product is right and when you look at snapchat and instagram all you see is a girl doing a video looking at herself a dude trying to flex he's showing you got a hennessy bottle showing the mercedes sign or the uh, dodge charger sound of his engine or you know whatever it's all about stun but it's really just to show their status to show who they are but what you have is not who you are what you're doing is not who you are it's what you're doing now what you do is attached to you always know that um and so I, I, I'm very against uniformity. I don't even like kids wearing uniforms to school. I know that everybody says it's better because kids won't be made fun of, they come from lower income homes. Um, but what about when that same kid that comes from that same lower income home has on a uniform, but it's dirty and it smells like the uniform he had on yesterday and, and, and the shoes that he has on still aren't, aren't nice. I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, okay? You get checked, you get roasted, okay? You come to school with, with shoes on that, that are just 
two seasons old, you get roasted. Kids are mean. Kids are always going to be mean. Kids always find ways to be mean because kids don't know anything about themselves. So they naturally try to bully other people to deflect um, the, the lack of, of knowing of self. And so I, I preach and I, and I push everybody to be the master of themselves. Each man must be his own master. Um, it shouldn't be men following other men. It should be leaders following other leaders. Um, it, should, it should be, if you, if you are going to be a follower, follow someone that's going to teach you how to be a better leader. Um, I remember growing up getting in trouble for a lot of different things, um, but in my friend circles, I was often the, the leader. Uh, but I know when, when we all got in trouble as a group, I would hear someone say, if, if he jumps off that wall, are you going to jump off that wall too? And uh, to avoid that ass whooping, you know, the answer was normally, no, I'm not going to jump off a wall. Why? Because if I say yes, I'm probably going to get a few extra licks. And at that moment, they knew it's not okay to just follow somebody. Think for yourself. It was a very big message that we were taught then. And it seems like now with this generation, um, things like being a savage, who can be the most savage has caught on. And people just laugh and click like on everything. Someone says that they, they just lost somebody in their family. People click like on it. I think there should be like a, a, a dislike button or that saddens me button on some of these sites. Uh, shout out to Facebook for giving you like a, a tears emotion or emoticon. Um, but I, if everybody's not working on self-mastery, uh, self-improvement, self-growth. Um, truly, you're signing yourself up for someone else to work on you mastery, for, for you to grow their job, to grow their passions, to, to grow their vision. Um, but what are you doing? How are you serving your purpose? You know, and so um, don't neglect your gifts. Uh, becoming a follower means no individuality, really. Uh, and no matter what it is that you're following, if you see someone on an exotic vacation and you live to go on an exotic vacation, you're a follower. You're not a success because you're doing what somebody else is doing. You're a success when you outline your goals, write down your goals, and then you accomplish your goals in the timeline or, or within a timely matter that you've set out for yourself. So it, it's not about what you do, but it is about what you do. And it's more important that you know why you're doing what you're doing. So I, I ask you this, write on a piece of paper, okay? Write this down. What are my passions? What are my gifts? Are your gifts being used in your passions? And then write, ask yourself, on a scale of 1 to 10, how comfortable are you with your gifts? Then ask yourself why you do what you do. And then list out all the things that you do and put what I do under that. So why I do, what I do, and how I do. How do you express your gifts? I hope that this helps you guys in some way. All of you have a gift, I promise you. And I look forward to the day where everybody is defined by their gifts, not by what they look like. I love you guys. Grow forward.